Mr. Herman. Poop again! Party on, dude! In five, four, three, two. Extreme close up! Welcome back into the Radcast, everybody. I'm Steven. I'm excited. Yeah, you're always <laughs> excited for some I just, reason. I like this. Yeah, it's okay. my favorite thing. It's my favorite day of the year. <laughs> well, welcome back into the Ray anyway. Hi. Uh, sorry if, uh, you know, we'll see you next week. It's <laughs> yeah, so, all right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, welcome back into the Radcast. Again, I'm Steven. I'm Matt. And uh, today... We spun the wheel, it's Radcast Roulette, and it landed on 1992. If you've been with us through our first two seasons here, and you know that we've been doing kind of a a year-by-year 90s retrospective, Mm -hmm. and uh, we have a lot of fun doing that, and it's usually just the two of us, but today, we're kind of doing something a little different. Yeah. So, returning to the show, good friend of ours, friend of the show, and the host of You Haven't Played What? Podcast, Chris Haney, will be joining us momentarily. Well, he's here, but we'll kick yeah. it to him momentarily. He's shutting up for now. Yes. <laughs> he knows his place. Um, but Chris is going to join us. This is our first time having a guest on for one of these retrospectives. retrospectives. Yeah. So it's uh, there's going to be a little bit of feeling out, but we are fully confident that Chris is going to bring oh, yeah. it. Um, and it'll a little, be, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, yes. I'll give you my thought process okay. on why I asked Chris. Yes. And it's not the strongest thought process. A, I wanted to have him on again. Right. Because I miss him. I used to work with him. And it's been a while. It's probably physically since we recorded our uh, arcades episode last January. season in January. Yeah. Um, and B, I sent him a Pauly Shore gif mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago. And he's like, is that from Encino Man in 1992? Mm-hmm. And I was like, it is. And so I thought, we have 92 coming up. Yeah. And he was, he was he's older than us. But back then, he was, you know, 9, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So I was like... He's probably got some stuff to say about ninety two. What the hell? Let's have yeah. let's have a guest on the decade retrospective. Exactly. And why you know, why not have Chris on? I miss that guy. Yeah. So, so we're excited to get to talk to Chris again. Yeah. Uh if I don't know if I meant you you mentioned briefly, if you listen to our season one finale, yeah. Chris was on along with our other buddy Fred Ford mm-hmm. to talk about arcades, which was a blast. Yep. Uh video games are right up Chris's alley. But He'll have stuff to say about everything else as well. He better. But, but, but yes, <laughs> you, he better. You better. Um, but uh, before we get into all that, Matt, why don't you hit him with the socials real yeah, quick? Yeah, you can find us on Instagram. We're at the Radcast. Uh, Radcast is all one word. Cast is spelled with a K. Um, go follow us on there. Uh, find us on Twitter. We're at T Radcast. T for the, and again, Radcast mm-hmm. spelled with a K. Uh, find us on Facebook. We're the Radcast. Um, go follow us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Like our page um, for any podcast app, any and all podcast mm-hmm. apps. We're on there. So Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, um, whatever. Mm. Go like us, follow us, however you do it, and make sure you're giving us reviews, giving us five stars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not an ego trip. It's just how their algorithm is, algorithm is set up. Mm-hmm. There is such pop culture podcast is. Are a dime a dozen, and we would love to separate ourselves from everyone else. Mm-hmm. So if you could go over there, help us out a little bit. Um, yeah, that's how yeah. you can engage with us. Um, hit, a, hit, us up, hit us up on our DMs on Twitter, Instagram, if you just want to say hi. Like, it's yeah. whatever. So, yeah. So, 
Yeah, go go do those things as Matt has instructed. And uh, without further ado, he's been sitting very patiently. He's been quiet like a good boy, um, <laughs> broadcasting from his house via Skype. Mr. Chris Haney joins Chris us. Chris Haney. Hey, boys, how's it going? It's going, going all right. right, man. I just I just heard your voice this morning because I listened to the new "You Haven't Played What" podcast, mm-hmm. which everyone should go find and go listen check to. that out. Yeah. Same same way you can yes, find the radcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. How's uh, how's quarantine been treating you? Quarantine has been treating me quite well, actually. Um, all things considered, I, you know, there's there's a lot of turmoil going on everywhere, but you know. I'm kind of finding my solace here. Um, nice. And that's really the best thing that I can, that I can say. It's given me a lot more opportunity to, you know, spend time with the family. Yeah. Um, really kind of spread my wings with working on my personal podcast mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of getting back to who I am as a person instead of, you know, what, what the corporate world has turned me into. Yeah, so, sure. yeah. No, I completely um, get it. You know, it's, it's really, it's really been, it's really been good for me. Uh, it's been great for my family. We were able to, you know, become homeowners for the first time. Yeah, so that's right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's for all the bad that's going on, you know, there has been a little bit of, a little bit of light for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh yeah. All the ne- like negativity surrounding COVID and whatnot. Like it's good that there's a, uh, a testimony mm-hmm. that is very positive and yeah, all this, this negativity. silver lining yeah for, exactly for people and and so what, just seeing chris on skype i he's got we were talking about arcades he's got a very arcade feel to what he's got playing in the background mm-hmm. he's just got gameplay of street fighter 2 playing yeah. in the background i i wish you all could see it because yeah. it's 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 a great it's a great aesthetic he's set in a good mood mm-hmm. and i'm glad that he's uh he's gung-ho and ready to go yep so 1992 chris are you ready i was born ready all of right course. speaking of born uh what year were you born 1983. Oh, okay. I was, tra- I was trying to dance around it so we wouldn't date him, but no, this is this is we're going all in okay. on this podcast. So that means <laughs> that means you were nine, so a pretty pretty formidable age, like yeah. for, or formative in terms age. of like nostalgia, yeah. and the taking in the things around yeah, you, especially finding things like finding your pocket and like video yeah. games or in movies mm-hmm. or you know uh, uh, things you're you're more likely to remember things yeah when you're nine than say when you're like five yeah so that's why yeah. like we yeah. said at the top that's why we're happy to have you on because you have kind of a, a perspective of someone who was really growing into a like an adolescent and yeah. you know your your childhood years mm-hmm. in the early 90s Yep, so. I agree fully. <laughs> Good. So, so, Chris, as you know, and for those of you who know how we do this, we're going to start with uh, some downers. We're going to start with some deaths and some the sayonaras some, of 1992. Yeah, exactly. So long, suckers. Where were you in 92? These people... Uh, six feet under. Yeah, exactly. uh, so I know. It's Can not... you put like bumper music for that, <laughs> like ghosts or something? <laughs> like whoa, <laughs> somebody that's maybe buried alive. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna. I'm gonna go along, and uh, it's like we said, it's gonna be a little different. So a l- kind of the information we're gonna give is gonna be a little spaced out. Gives you know Chris some some room to say what he wants uh, again mm-hmm. you know Matt say what he wants so deaths Anthony Perkins uh psycho so, he's from psycho Norman Bates yeah. uh Sterling Holloway who was oh, the original Win- Winnie the Pooh uh, legendary voice act Disney voice actor who cares 
Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Oh, uh, bother. Yeah. Ex- oh, bother. <laughs> Those were his last words. <laughs> he didn't even play Eeyore. <laughs> Those were his last words. Um, Cleavon Little, who was Bart in Blazing Saddles. Ah, right. Um, Chuck Connors. Uh, Robert Reed. Chuck Connors. Chuck Connors is, he was in a lot of cowboy TV shows and movies. Okay. Um, like Blazing Saddles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Robert Reed, who was the dad on the Brady on Bunch. On the Brady Bunch, yeah. Um, Dick York, who was Darren, one of the Darrens on, I almost said, I almost said Salem the Teenage Witch, but that's not even the name of the show. <laughs> yeah. It's the wrong show, and it's not even the name of the wrong show. Um, Sandy Dennis, actress, who um, we have an inside joke. There's a documentary that we watch a lot. Um, and it's about the, the impersonators on Hollywood Boulevard. And yeah. one of them is this pretty famous one. He's passed on since, but his name was Christopher Dennis, who was the Superman of yeah. Hollywood Boulevard. He had, he had, he had prime meth mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I used to call him Rocky Dennis cause A, I couldn't remember his name and B, I just wanted to make fun of him cause Rocky Dennis is the kid from mask. Yeah. Um, Benny Hill. Classic British uh, comedian. If, if, you've ever, sacks. if you've ever watched anything on YouTube and they use the song, yeah, 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 it's that's Benny Hill. From Benny Hill. Yeah. Um, uh, where am I? Uh, Lenny Montana, Luca Brasi from Lenny Hill. From yes, from, from the Godfather. Who also he was a uh, bodyguard for a crime family. I can't remember which one. And he also is a former pro wrestler. Yep. Um, Sam Kennison classic comedian i mean huge in the 80s yeah um his punchline was screaming <laughs> yeah exactly so hey the 80s had a niche for everything i guess yeah um richard hunt close friend of jim henson and longtime muppet puppeteer uh muppeteer uh he played scooter and beaker ah, uh yes. science fiction writer isaac asimov um sam walton creator of walmart and walgreens oh, okay i was thinking of the, sh- the tv show the waltons Yep. And I was like, where have I heard that name before? Yep. Walmart. Yeah. Um, Lawrence Welk, band leader. Uh, Lyle Azedo. Uh, yes, from uh, from Oakland the, Raiders. One, one of the uh, – in the Denver Broncos, yeah. Cleveland and, Browns. And, yeah. yeah. One of the scariest – like, Chris, I don't know if you know who Lyle Alzado is, but he was, like, a super intense, like – football player mm-hmm. like i'll rip your head off and shit down your throat kind of guy yeah and he was that oh. way in interviews and stuff like that and he took a bunch of roids and like he was he was intense like mm-hmm. he was an intense guy and his it was a steroid use right that like that kind of uh exacerbated and kind yeah. of like um i guess really like um What's the word I'm looking for? Accelerated. Yeah. Kind of accelerated his deteriorating like body yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Well, that and all like the hits and stuff. Yeah. Took. So it didn't help him is yeah. what we're trying to say. Yeah. Um, like a lot of pro wrestlers and, you know, with everything, exactly. the deaths and the the steroid use and the, the hits to the head and everything. It's, exactly. It's scary stuff. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, fo- football, especially football until really – recently mm-hmm. like with all the cte stuff and all like the concussion protocols on like football was always seen as like rub some dirt in it don't be yeah. a wimp like you know you're warriors you're, you're, in the, you're on yeah. a battlefield when you're yeah. just you're playing a game on sunday it's yeah, exactly. not worth risking your life which the wwe and the nfl both are almost on equal grounds in terms of like cte awareness yeah and how they those companies sort of ignore those things mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's funny that you brought up pro wrestling. Yeah, 
Hockey has definitely stepped up his game as well yeah. uh, as far as the concussion protocols and stuff like that, too. So it's really good that professional sports is not only taking their taking care of their players and athletes during their playing time, but also care about their their basic well-being after playing as well. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so composer John Cage. I made Which, sure to say composer because you could easily get a mix up with Johnny Cage. Exactly. From Mortal Kombat, yeah. which came out in 1992. Mm-hmm. There can only be one. So Johnny Cage killed John Cage. Yep. Funny thing about John Cage, in my music theory class in college, I learned about John Cage. And he was sort of this like expressionist composer. Yeah. And he was very unorthodox because he encouraged the listener to um, allow just natural noise to mm-hmm. be the music. Like yeah. he's got this piece called 422. Yeah. What it is is four minutes and 22 seconds of nothing. And basically it's you just sitting there and the sounds around you is the piece. So yeah. especially I, I'm not a particular fan of it. I always, I always thought of Johnny Cage when I heard it right. in the class, but just a little tidbit about John Cage for our listeners. Yeah. Um, so like so, what kind of noises are we talking about? Like the air conditioner running, yeah, oscillating yeah. fan. Exactly. Like just you that? Could, you exactly. could be listening to a John Cage song right now and you don't yeah, even exa- know it. Exactly. I was like, I, I like some <laughs> structure or something. Because yeah. he, when he would do it live, it literally was silence and like the guy farting behind you. Like that, that's the piece. That's, yeah. <laughs> so it could be different each time. It's different each time. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So that's kind of nice. Know, I know it's definitely not the same, but what I, uh, one of the things I like watching on YouTube for whatever reason is people will create music with like hard drives and disc drives and everything and they'll run them at different rpms and and create music already created music but with those drives not the same but it's kind of cool nevertheless no i get it like they also do that with animal noises (laughs) (laughs) those are hilarious i remember chris uh chris and i used to work together and chris um guy we used to work with a guy named austin cowan yeah chris you know austin um, I know Austin well, yes. I used to sit, when I was in the sales department, I used to sit behind him, and there was a stretch of a couple weeks to where in our downtime towards the end of the day, we would just watch those videos, and we would just like, <laughs> we were just dying. We didn't get anything done, and we were dying laughing. So nice little nice little tidbit there. Yeah. Uh, right on. Yeah. Uh, so Eddie Kendricks, co-founder of The Temptations. Mm-hmm. Albert King, classic blues guitarist. Alex Haley, author of the book Roots. And Haley's Comet. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Jerome Brown, Eagles defensive tackle. Yeah. Died really young. He was like 27, right? Yeah. Yep. Gosh. And uh, Joe Schuster, co-creator of Superman. Who? Yeah, Hooperman. Yeah, Flash in the Pan. No one cares. Not would the you Flash, quit? Superman. Yeah, would you quit bringing up these indie comic characters? Because in the last episode, we brought so, up Superman. brought up this guy named Superman. <laughs> it's a, what is your fixation on this made-up character? I don't know. It just, he sounds super. <laughs> well, anyway. Those are the deaths. Yeah, so we what we usually do, Chris, is we like to get deaths and current events out of the way because they're either really sad or really boring. But I feel I figure it would I figure it would, we'd be remiss if we didn't at least talk about what I don't even know what was, why, like what was funny cuz you say they're really boring. It's like well, why don't you just take them out? It's well, like well, I was just I about to say yeah. I figure we'd be remiss if we didn't at least cuz part of pop culture yeah. is the culture of the time. Yeah, it's true. So, um I say this like I didn't help develop this this, right, this exactly. series. It's, it's, it's not like we haven't done like 
eight previous episodes of this. So some current events. IBM, uh, for these dorks out there, IBM ThinkPad 7000C laptop was created. Mm. So that was probably a a honking thing. It's a pretty big thing. Uh, The Olympic Games in Barcelona. So that's where you get the dream team. Oh, yes. Which is the greatest Olympic basketball team of all time. Greatest basketball one team of the of greatest all time. Is, one of, probably the greatest team of all time. Yeah. The greatest assemblage of players you could ever get. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no there's no disputing that. Yep. Um, Microsoft released Windows 3.1. Interesting. And what are we on now? Like Windows 11, something like that? Uh Windows, yeah, something. I, I don't even know. I think they just call it Windows now. I'm a Mac guy, so I okay, couldn't so, tell you. <laughs> so Fair enough. Doesn't matter. Uh, I Actually, fi- uh, true true story here. Um, when I was in elementary school and they were teaching us how to use a computer, there was this little animation where you had to use your mouse, uh, click on some fish food, and then feed the fish. And if you overfed the fish, it just got really fat. Your computer that would crash. But it was, but but you were right. It, it was on a laptop, and it was the biggest, thickest laptop ever. Dang. And I think the screen on it was like, it had sixteen colors on it. It was like five inches. Yeah. Uh, but the whole unit itself, it looked like an original Xbox with a Game Boy screen on Dang. it. It was, just, oh it was silly. How primitive. <laughs> yeah. And then you leaned over to the kid right? next to you, and you're like, "Go to penisland.com." <laughs> 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 For those of you out there, do not if you're don't, don't do that. Don't go to penisland.com. Uh, what, what please was, don't. Please what was, don't. Sorry. Another side note. Uh, speaking of uh, telling someone to not go to a certain website, with Jeff, a friend of the show, Jeff Wright, he's got the story. Yeah, what he's been. It? He's won three yeah. times. Exactly. Um, he's got this story in middle school. We were in like, or he was in computer class, and the teacher they're doing research for like a history project. Then teachers like. Do not go to what was it like government dot government like dot com. Go to yeah. like us dot com. Like don't he, go he to us dot com. Don't, don't go to like us dot com. You're going at something dot gov. Yeah, wasn't it whitehouse dot com? Whitehouse dot com. Yes, yes. It, yeah. was, it was. He said, do not go to whitehouse dot com. Go to whitehouse dot gov, and he like reiterated it time and time again, and. And you're sitting there, and as soon as he says that, 10 minutes in, you start hearing, like, moaning from a computer. And the teacher looks around, he's like, what the fuck did I just say? <laughs> so so, so I, that's a, it's a funny little tidbit. If he were here, he'd tell it, but he's not here. Yeah. So John um, Epley. Yeah, that was the kid's Jonathan name. Jonathan Epley was the yeah, kid Yeah, that kid it. was a little, you know. <laughs> he's, he's a little out there. Anyway, moving on. Uh, it's another current event. Bill Clinton uh, saxophones his way to the presidency. Yeah. Him and Al Gore. The sax and man. Yeah. Tipper and uh, Rhonda. What was, what was his wife's name? Hillary. Hillary. Uh, they double dated all the way to the White House. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Leno debuts on The Tonight Show, yeah. which means a few days before Johnny Carson, the last yeah. episode of The Tonight Show with Johnny mm-hmm. Carson aired, which was a huge deal because Johnny Carson was an institution he'd for been, 30 years. Yeah, he'd been on since the 60s. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Jay Leno had a mediocre uh, run on The Tonight Show. Yeah. So uh, Jay Leno was always the guy you had to sit through and like kind of twiddle your thumbs until it got to Conan O'Brien mm-hmm. late night with Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Then that's where it got good. Yeah. At least for us. Yeah, exactly. Um, Euro Disney opened in France. So you got to see Donald and Daisy and, and Mickey and Minnie eating baguettes and shit. 
So, um, yeah, because like um, they eat shit in France. Yeah, baguettes dipped in shit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which Euro Disney was a huge failure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I didn't know that. Yep, that, that's hilarious. Watch Defunct Land on I YouTube. Um, yeah. They're eating snails and baguettes and shit. Um, they're probably dropping quarters off the Eiffel Tower. Um, yeah. uh, the Cold War officially was declared over. Yeah, so that was pretty. Which when I was a kid, I didn't know when they said Cold War. I was like, oh, cold because it's a war with where we have a war with Russia and it's cold there. Yeah. But really, cold just means there's no battles no, yeah. or anything. It's just, just all. It's just talk. Yeah. All they want to do is talk. They went to the hardware store and bought a space heater. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's it's an easy war over. One. Here, yeah, exactly. Just we should have ended the war in 1952. Do. Exactly. Uh, John Gotti, head of the Gambino crime family, is sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Mm. So I used to get John Gotti and Arturo Gotti mixed up, the boxer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> and then uh, my last, or not last piece. Yeah, it's my last piece of current events. Huge, huge event, which is kind of, in a way, culturally relevant now. Mm-hmm. Um, not on the scale of the actual riots, but Ru- sort of ah, racial tension gotcha. goes. The L.A. riots mm, yeah. occurred Rodney King. following the acquittal of the police officers involved in the beating of Rodney King. Yeah. And in those riots, they lasted five days and more than 60 people died. Um, and the city was looted and literally set on fire. Man, it's, it's so. crazy. Current um, events, 1992. So... With some of those events there, Chris, do you have any memory of being being in a uh, um, being in, in being a kid during the time of the Cold War? <laughs> Child uh, of the Cold no, War. No, <laughs> no, the Cold War. I don't have too much on. Uh, however, I will say that in my house, Johnny was king mm. when he got off uh, when he got off the television airwaves. Uh, for whatever reason, my family switched to David Letterman. So oh, that yeah, was, that's fair. That was kind of where we we didn't want the Jay Leno at all, yeah. and in retrospect, he was actually kind of good. So yeah, um, you know, missed out on that. Um, and I I don't remember too much of the whole hey let's um, you know with Bill Clinton getting into office and everything. I do remember that right before his presidency, he went out and got like a hundred dollar haircut or something, <laughs> and people flipped their mind over a hundred dollar haircut. And now there's people today in 2020 going, $100 for a haircut? Damn, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> what else? They give you a little reach around, too? That's pretty good. Right? Yeah, $100 for a haircut. Would you let a lawnmower do it? Yeah. Well, David, it's right. funny you bring up David Let Like, you switched over to David Letterman. A, a lot of people would contest that David Letterman should have gotten that spot. I think right. David Letterman would even contest that he should have mm-hmm. gotten Johnny Carson's spot. So I think for that reason, he sort of became the spiritual successor to The Tonight Show. Right. So it's actually right. kind of... App appropriate that mm-hmm. your family went from Johnny Carson to David Letterman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Carson. Pretty cool. His time on the TV waves, on the airwaves, has always fascinated me. Yeah. Because because he was around doing it for so long. Well, and he got to such a point to where if you were a comedian or even an actor and mm-hmm. you were on Johnny Carson, you were made. Like yeah. your career was only going to take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So. Those were the world events and the deaths. Let's get into let's get into some fun let's get into stuff. Some fun stuff. So let's talk about the longest list that we have here. It's usually the longest movies. Yes, Chris, you're a movie guy, of course. 
Somewhat, yep. <laughs> okay, well, let's see which <laughs> one of you say, yes, I love movies, I can't wait. <laughs> yes, I love the food here. Oh. <laughs> movies right. are my favorite thing ever of all time. I love let's movies. talk about them. I love movies more than my kids. <laughs> well, let's see what you have to comment on here. So, uh, for The Unforgiven, or just Unforgiven, Clint, Clint Eastwood, Eastwood, Gene Hackman, uh, Malcolm X, Denzel, which... I remember when that, I don't remember when that came out. I was only right. a year old, but I remember seeing clips from it mm-hmm. and I was like, or seeing clips of Malcolm X and I was like, Malcolm X sounds exactly like Denzel Washington or mm-hmm. vice versa. So I was yeah. like, oh, that's a great choice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, one of our favorite movies, a movie we watch religiously, A League of Their Own. Mm, There's no crying in baseball. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, Gina Davis. Absolutely not. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's classic. Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Good Quentin movie. Tarantino. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not super jazzed about Quentin Tarantino. Like, there's no particular draw for me to watch his movies. But I like Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Ah, with uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman and As, Winona Ryder and Keanu yeah. Reeves. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is putting on like a fake British accent in there, right? Yep. And it sounds it's really, really fake. bad. Yeah. It's ba- it's basically Ted doing a British accent. Yeah. This is like before this is like <laughs> this is like before like point break and, and stuff mm-hmm. to where like he was Johnny Mnemonic, where he was yeah. like forming into this action star and then of course John Wick. Right. Like he was still in he was still the guy from Bill and Ted. Yeah. You know, the 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 delinquent from parenthood, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, uh, Few Good Men, which is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aladdin, Altadden, yeah, yeah, which was in there one of the one of the first of the few movies of the Disney Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Basic Instinct, which the classic. I mean, what's there to say yeah, about it? It hasn't classic, already been said. Classic <laughs> interrogation scene, of course, where you see Sharon Stone's hoo ha. You got to pause it at the right moment. You got a sweaty Newman yeah, from she, Seinfeld. She Newman, hot and bothered. <laughs> um, Batman Returns. <laughs> Who yeah, cares? We're not we're not fans of Batman Movie Returns. Sucks. Chris, I don't know if you like Batman Returns, but if you do, I'm sorry, we don't like it. <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I didn't start actually watching the Batman movies until Jim Carrey took over. Uh, hey, fair enough. hey, that that we can relate because I forever. love Batman Forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scent of a Woman. Who? Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris O'Donnell. O'Donnell. Speaking of Batman Forever, Chris O'Donnell's in that yep. movie. Uh, Last of the Mohicans. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, Mighty Ducks. Uh, Mighty Ducks. We've Absolutely about one of my yeah. favorite hockey movies. One of my favorite movies of all times, The Mighty Ducks. I don't think there's a week that goes by where I don't say some lame quote from Mighty Ducks. And there, my kids just look at me like I'm crazy. I don't care. There's no such thing as a lame quote from The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yeah. Well... <laughs> when you have a when you have a 13 year old kid almost everything i say is lame whether it's relevant or not so that's whatever. on her that's not on you <laughs> <laughs> she was born in the wrong decade yeah exactly but mighty ducks flipping classic one of the first sports movies i ever remember watching mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah i love mighty ducks yep um alien three uh, my cousin Vinny. Ugh, one classic. of the greatest movies of all time I don't. I mean, Marissa Tomei. A age is like a fine wine. Mm-hmm. B well deserved Oscar, but I think Joe Pesci should have won an Oscar for that movie. Joe Pesci should have won also, Best Supporting Age Actor. Also, is like fine wine. Yes, exactly. Joe Pesci. Exactly. Yes. Lane Smith. <laughs> Lane Smith, yeah. the coach of the Hawks, that's was right. also the antagonist lawyer in My Cousin Vinny. Yes, that's right. You're not even a has been. 
You're you're never, never was. Yeah, that was in both of those movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, Candyman. <laughs> ah, can Helen. Yeah. Candyman. What the wave of like. You're getting out of the 80s horror movies, like the slasher mm-hmm. movies, and then early 90s is taking it more seriously. Yeah. It's kind of that small pocket of early 90s horror movies. Yeah. And then you get into like the teen slasher movies that scream like innovative. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the Crying Game. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, the, the famous. The famous reveal where the, the woman the... that the guy falls in love with is actually a man. Yep. Sorry, everyone. Spoiler alert. But the movie is over 20 years old. Uh, the same premise was in the movie Beethoven. Uh, exactly. <laughs> the dog you thought was a boy is actually a girl dog. Because at the end, Charles Grodin's like, what the? And it's, it's just shooting out babies <laughs> out of its butt. Yeah. <laughs> like a Pez dispenser. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where are all these babies coming from? Which we got to have an episode about Bonnie Hunt because she is America's sweetheart. Sure is. Uh, I love the Bonnie Hunt show. <laughs> uh, Death Becomes Her, Bruce Willis, Goldie Hawn. Yeah. Um, is that the one where on the cover of it, her head is backwards? It's he's like, like Meryl hold, Street. He's holding like a, like a candelabra, like through oh, the hole yeah, yeah, in her yeah. stomach. I'm thinking of something different. There's a scene where I think her head is backwards oh, okay. and Death Becomes Her. Maybe I'm thinking of the right thing. Yeah. Uh, Newsies. We grew up with oh, yeah. Newsies. Christian Bales, one yep. of his first roles. Bill Pullman's in there. Yeah. We grew up with... The movie, I haven't watched the movie, but I listened to the soundtrack a lot since mm-hmm. I was a kid. Chris is a big Newsies fan. Yep, Chris was a Newsie. <laughs> he what? You sold papers, right? You were a Newsie. <laughs> Absolutely. My favorite movie of all time. <laughs> of course. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> um, Did I answer that right? Did I get it right? You got it, <laughs> you got right. it right. And on this edition of You Haven't Heard What? The Newsies soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a great soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, the Bodyguard, which mm-hmm. absolutely skyrocketed with the hit of Whitney Houston's cover of I Will Always Love You. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the music video for that being kind of scary. Like, I've never seen the movie, but as a kid, it was kind of, like, startling. Like just scenes from the movie. Because, like, Kevin Costner's, like, jumping in front of bullets, I think, and he's carrying out Whitney Houston, I think, and he's jumping yeah. in a lake, I think. Sounds like you really don't know what the video <laughs> was. Yeah. Yeah, this this is correct. Keep going. Um one of this next movie is probably I would say for me is the movie I quote the most Mm -hmm. Wayne's world Uh, literally top three favorite movies of all time Mm -hmm. is Wayne's world. Yeah. Um, Not a day goes by that. I don't say or think about that movie or say something from that movie. Oh yeah. I love Wayne's world. Wayne's world. (laughs) Uh, That's Wayne's world too. But, um, but Wayne's world. Wayne's (laughs) <laughs> see it's like uh, yeah it's, that, I, it needs its own episode yeah i need it, it will get its own episode yeah. if i can get in touch with Haley williams she will be on with us talking about wayne's From paramore world. yeah because yep. uh, you have a crush 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 on her you bet your ass i do <laughs> um twin Pe- <laughs> twin peaks Firewalk with me were you did you ever watch twin peaks chris i did not same me neither but but it was a phenomenon apparently oh yeah yeah for sure um patriot games with Harrison Ford. Oh. <laughs> uh, Sister Act. Ah, uh, with Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg. She also had the Whoopi Goldberg show in 1992, which she ran did. for 200 episodes. What? I, I said out loud when I read that fact, I was like, what the fuck? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little, little known fact, um, I, I actually have this wrote down as, as some of my notes. Sister Act uh, stars 
Harry Potter's own Maggie Smith. Of it's course, true. yeah. Who has yeah. never aged in her... She's yeah, she, always been an old lady. She always has looked 100. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say... She the, does not age like fine wine at yeah, all. No, More she like ages, old cheese. She <laughs> ate cheese or stale bread. Yeah, or, exactly. Um, <laughs> Army of Darkness. I don't know if... Bruce you know, King, I don't yeah. know if, Chris, if you're a fan of the Living Dead... Evil Dead evil, series. The Evil Dead series or anything... Not a huge, uh, n- never been a huge horror guy. Okay. I feel, yeah. like, I feel I, like Army of Darkness is more like a horror comedy. So yeah. if anything, like for me, Sam Raimi has, I don't like his style, mm-hmm. especially in horror movies, but I would watch Army of Darkness. Right. Yeah. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've never seen the show. But I always prefer the movie over the show, yeah. even though I've never seen the show. I don't know. The movie... Well, <laughs> the thing is, Christy Swanson, who plays Buffy, mm-hmm. was my very first celebrity crush. Right. I remember seeing that movie on TV, and I was like four or five years old. And I never went through the cootie stage. And I was like, who is that? Yeah. Whoa, work it, girl. You know, she kill yeah. those vampires. Yeah. You know? So I... The, <laughs> the movie's cheesy, and it's corny. But I don't care. It's got a young David Arquette. Turns into a vampire. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman's in it. Yeah, exactly. Not as Pee Wee Herman. Right. Um, but uh, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. My my favorite of the Home Alone movies. Mm-hmm. You've got Mar- Marv is the best part of that movie. It's just s- pure slapstick. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. The sticky Bandits. <laughs> the sticky, sticky Bandits. We're the Sticky Bandits. Nine-year-olds rob candy stores, Marv. <laughs> Which I will say a nine-year-old would also rob a toy store. Yeah, exactly. They're hairy. Yeah. So your logic, there's holes in it. Every year, as many times as I've seen that movie, when Marv gets electrocuted and it just flashes to him as a skeleton, <laughs> that's still the funniest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so ready to give up? Never. <laughs> uh, just I love Home Alone too. Mm-hmm. Cool World with Brad Pitt tried what to a flop. Try to capitalize on like the style of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Um, Juice with Tupac. Yeah. And Omar Epps. And Omar Epps. Universal Soldier. Dolph Lundgren and Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van, Van Damme. Damme. We need to have an entire Jean-Claude Van Damme series. Because yeah. I love those movies. Yep. Uh, Boomerang. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Far and Away with uh, Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. Uh, of Mice and Men. The adaptation with John, with John Malkovich, Malkovich and Gary Sinise. Sinise. Yeah. Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Ah, where which, the kid... To, don't get excited, everyone. They don't actually blow up a kid. Yeah. The kid blows up in the sense that he grows very high. Yeah. It's got a young Carrie Russell in it mm-hmm. in her Mickey Mouse Club days. Yep. Right before Felicity. Mm-hmm. Um, White Men Can't Jump, which is a good movie. Woody Harrelson, Rosie Perez. And, and Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah. Wesley guy from a different world. Wesley, or I almost said Wesley Snipes. Rosie Perez is trying out to be on Jeopardy. Yeah. You know, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin, John, or bit of John Lemon, Jack Lemon, mm-hmm. um, Under Siege, oh, uh, uh, Steven Seagal, yep, uh, Poison Ivy with Drew Barrymore, Drew Bar- or Alyssa Milano, no, the first one had Drew Barrymore in it, oh, of course, um, and you know, s- you know, something they show on Skinamax, yep, <laughs> um, Encino Man. Great. I, One of the gr- Pauly Shore had a very small window of time to where he was huge. Mm-hmm. And Encino Man is really one of the reasons Chris is on here because he responded to an Encino Man gif. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, Encino Man is perfect 
early 90s, silly. You watch it for what it is. It's just, you know, you look at the aesthetic of it. It's just, it's a ridiculous concept, mm-hmm. but it's, I love Encino Man. Oh, yeah. If you're looking for quality cinematics, it's not there. Exactly. <laughs> and it should you have be- to lower your bar to watch the movie. You're going to have the time of your life, especially yeah. if you start wheezing the juice in the convenience store. No, you cannot wheeze the juice. Wheeze the juice. It's great. I love Why are you scene, being I mean. such a cruster? <laughs> Speaking of Paulie Shore, he was in Son-in-Law with Lane Smith, who was in My Cousin Vinny and Mighty Ducks. Right. But Son-in-Law was 1993. Yeah. So, so he had a good two years. He did. All of us have good two years sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Chaplin, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yes, yeah, Charlie it? Chaplin. Uh, Lawnmower Man. Of course. Um, single white female, and it's the sequel to Black Gay Dwarf. <laughs> uh, of course, I remember. I think I remember Black Gay Dwarf better. Um, single white female has um, Jason, Jennifer Jason Lee and... And uh, Bridget Fonda. Jennifer Jason Lee sounds the exact same in all the movies and everything she's in. Yep. Uh, especially Fern Gully. She's not in Fern Gully, no. but I needed a transition. Yeah. Uh, so Fern Gully. Uh, Lethal Weapon 3, where they introduced Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci in was in My Cousin Vinny, Fern Gully, and Home Alone He wasn't too. in Fern Gully. <laughs> not Fern Gully. Holy shit. <laughs> Lethal Weapon 3. Why the fuck am I in the woods? Why can't we get out of this forest? <laughs> What? Calm down. Robin Williams is like, whoa, hello. Yeah, he says funny. He says funny things. Funny voices. Yeah, exactly. Um, Forever Young with Mel Gibson. Uh huh. Um, Three Ninjas, classic. I love Three Ninjas. Mm-hmm. Singles, which is a great soundtrack. Yeah. Another Bridget Fonda movie. Uh, bad Lieutenant with Harvey Keitel. Keitel. He plays a bad lieutenant. Uh, as the as the title suggests, yeah. the hand that rocks the cradle with Rebecca De Mornay and, and Ernie, Ernie Hudson. Hudson, and also Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld oh, yeah. is in it. Um, Body of Evidence. Why did I put that? I don't remember. <laughs> um, Pet Cemetery Two uh-huh. with Edward Furlong. Um, Classic. The, the Cutting Edge, the ice skating movie. Um, another movie we grew up with, Strictly Ballroom. Yeah, the. We, because we have an older sister, we, we didn't watch When these. we were growing up, it was on. But it's yeah. not like we would sit and watch it. I'd watch it now. Right. Yeah. How else am I going to learn the Bogo Pogo? Yeah, exactly. Um, and w- one of the antagonists in that movie looks like the nature boy, Ric Flair. Exactly. So when we started watching wrestling, I was like, is that the guy from Strictly Ballroom? Yeah. Cat <laughs> uh, and Ron, Kurt Russell, Kurt Martin, Russell Short. Martin Short. Hey, boss. Uh, Toys with Robin Williams. Yeah. Uh, Thunderheart with Val Kilmer course radio flyer with elijah, elijah wood. wood house sitter not to be confused with sinbad's house guest <laughs> house sitter with steve martin and goldie hawn yes hoffa jack nicholson jack nicholson uh, and danny deep, devito yep. deep cover with uh, larry fishburne yeah, and Jerry, jeff, jeff goldblum jeff goldblum chris you'll like this jeff in deep cover jeff goldblum plays jeff goldblum plays a drug dealer like oh. he plays the villain in this movie, <laughs> so it's like it's like yes, yes. I'll sell you, yes. I'll sell you this cocaine. Oh, maybe, 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 maybe. I'll sell you this heroin as well. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe you'd want to go outside and meet some uh, some dinosaurs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, and I'm not talking about I was my parents. Say, yeah. Doesn't Jeff Goldblum always play the part of a drug dealer, just being something else? Sort yeah, of. Exactly. Like look at the way he dresses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Doctor Ian Malcolm. Dresses very slimy, mm-hmm. like, but 
I just I thought it was funny. It's like the same thing as Jeff Goldblum plays a mugger in the first Death Wish movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's come a long way. Uh, stop, or my mom will shoot. Uh, yeah, yes. And Estelle Getty and Sylvester Stallone tore the force. Yes. Oh, uh, so there's a scene in that movie where Sylvester Stallone is in a diaper. Yep. Yep, it's a, it's a bad dream sequence. The he whole is. movie's a bad dream he's not, sequence. Well, yeah, he's not going <laughs> undercover as a baby. Exactly. Didn't Sylvester Stallone do that movie because Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to do that movie, and he was like, no, F that, I'm, I'm, go- I'm taking this movie, and I, it turned into just a huge shit yeah, fest. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think just, that's one of the bits of it's, trivia. It's, just, it's one of those things to where... Sylvester Stallone, I think, also wanted to dip his toes more into comedy. comedy, Yeah, it's just it was not a strong few years for Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, and and the the first couple years of the '90s until Cliffhanger really was not great for Sly. Mm -hmm. Arnold, yeah. Meanwhile, (laughs) Arnold's foray into comedy was the Last Action Hero, which is an amazing twins and Kindergarten. Oh yeah, twins before that. that. Duh, Kindergarten Cop. Oh my gosh. That's not until later. That's not until later. Episode, what about though. Jingle All the Way? That was well, yeah, a good one. That, that was a good one too. I love Jingle All the Way. Yeah, <laughs> I, re- I really that do. Is, that is a that's a foundational movie for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, a underrated kind of comedy of the early '90s, Ladybugs. I like that Ronnie movie. Dangerfield. Ronnie Dangerfield, Jonathan Brandis. It's great. Yeah, um, geez, he wants his, his boss. He, Ronnie Dangerfield plays a guy who wants to get a promotion from his boss, but his boss, like, he makes him the coach of the soccer team that the company sponsors because his, his daughter is on, on it. Yeah, and uh, he wants to he will have a good team. So his stepson, his or his girlfriend's played by, kid, played, played by, by Jonathan, Jonathan Brandis, Brandis, he's like, "I'll just dress him up like a girl" because he's like a really good soccer yeah. player, and Con- he got kicked off of his soccer team. Yeah, so he ju- he puts a wig on and plays a girl. It's it really is. A, it, it, it's I promise everyone it's a funny movie. It is funny. It's yeah. very funny. If only you watch it for Rodney Dangerfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pure Country with George Strait. Oh. Um, Rapid Fire. So it's pre Crow Brandon Lee and really displays uh, his potential as a bankable action lead. It looks awesome. I've never mm-hmm. seen it, but I've seen like reviews of it, and it looks like a really fun early '90s action yeah. movie. Oh yeah. Um, speaking of Jonathan Brandis, Sidekicks, he's in that with Another Chuck Norris. Another fun movie I haven't seen in a while, but it's got Chuck Norris and and uh, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo. Is Chuck in. Norris. Yeah. I can kick Chuck Norris' ass. And also has uh, Winnie Cooper from yeah. Wonder Years in mm-hmm. it. And it's got Bull from Night Court, plays the yeah, gym teacher. Exactly. Bo Bridges is in it. That's right. <laughs> Man, this is what a movie. <laughs> what a movie. Um, Love Potion number nine, which is pre-Hercules, Tate Donovan, really displays his potential as a bankable action lead. <laughs> course it is not an action movie he like keanu reeves in speed has to save sandra bullock from something from herself from yeah from herself uh, like like the movie hope floats exactly <laughs> um uh, Mupp- a muppet christmas carol classic Which, favorite I mean, christmas go movie. back to season one we yeah. sit down with jeremy weed and mark two in our two-part triple feature of uh, Muppet Christmas movies. We're not going to talk about Jeremy Weed on this episode, okay? Yeah, okay. Sorry. You're hitting a nerve. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck. Um, Class Act with Kid and Play. Leap yeah. of Faith with Steve Martin. 1492 with Gerard Depardieu, which was... <laughs> it's one of like three Christopher Columbus movies. Yeah. Uh, because like 1989 was crazy for Batman. 1992, the whole world was crazy for Christopher, Christopher Columbus. Columbus. Yeah. Uh, because five... S- 
500th anniversary of the the voyage. Similar similar uh, fanfare. Exactly. For both. Yeah. Fuck Columbus. Yeah. Um, In light of recent events, I feel like it's weird that we're talking about. Uh, Christopher Columbus movies that painted him in a very positive light. Yeah, unfortunately. Sorry, Chris. I know you're a big Christopher Columbus fan. You're his namesake. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'll leave now. Thanks. Yeah, that's okay, man. <laughs> Catch See you later. later Keep Chris. your camera on, though. I like. I like the <laughs> right. Street Fighter. I just want to watch Street Fighter clips. Um, a movie that we watched a lot as a kid, The Babe with John Goodman yeah. about Babe Ruth. That was a, that was a good one. Um, yeah, it's, that was a good. That was. A, I really like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the origin of our nickname, Twin Dragons, with <laughs> with Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. Uh, just kidding. We get our nicknames from Bebe's kids, of course. Um, yeah. But uh, Doctor Giggles. Uh, Double Trouble with the Barbarian Brothers, Peter and David. Uh, Underrated Paul. comedic talent. They're they're really endearing endearing guys. Uh, Munchie, uh, Carry On Columbus, uh, the Bronson Pin Show, Tour de Force, Blame It on the Bellboy. Uh, they they're like you know who would be great as a leading man, Balky from Perfect Strangers. I think they tried to make him the next Jerry <laughs> Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, it's not happening. Uh, Hurricane Smith, which is a bargain bin action Jackson, but it's Carl Weathers who is Hurricane Smith, so maybe it's canon. Could be, yeah. Um, and finally, the runner-up for that year's Oscar, Meatballs 4. <laughs> Meatballs. <laughs> is that Corey Feldman? That's Isn't Corey it? Feldman. Oh, my God. He's fresh off of Donatello from the Nin- He He declined Secret, Secret, Secret of the, of the Use. Secret came out in 92, didn't it? Did we miss Secret of the Ooze? No, that was 90. Uh-oh. Hold on. Can you, <laughs> oh, do do oh. your thing. Let me check. Let me check. Ninja, Ninja Turtles Secret of the Ooze was a staple. No, it wasn't. Up. It wasn't because I go to IMDb yeah. and they I went through like seven pages of movies. Must have been 91. There. It had to have been 91. Yeah. I'll look, look it, up. it up. I'll look it up. You I'm do. not going to do anything until cuz I don't I don't want to miss Secret of the Ooze if we missed it. Cuz Secret of the Ooze is a huge huge deal. Um, but, uh, yeah, those are the movies of 92. So 91, the secret of the use. We're, there's no way we're going to miss that. I was like, that would have been top of the list. Gosh. So Corey Feldman, um, declined doing Donatello in secret of the use to be in meatballs four. It's like, I wanted my own movie. Yeah. Let's see how, how, let's see where that got you. So what's next? What's next on this, this hullabaloo? Next is mu- I'm just this section is just called music because mm-hmm. we usually do albums and then we'll do like video games and then songs. Mm-hmm. I figure most of the time when I do my research, I'll look up big songs that were released in '92. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it doesn't cover other notable songs that maybe came out on different albums mm-hmm. that year. So what I'm gonna do is as I go through an album, I'm gonna name some notable songs that were on mm-hmm. there. That way, when we get down to actual songs, it's more runoff than mm-hmm. anything. It's yeah. like I've already addressed a lot of a big chunk of songs that came out then, mm-hmm. but I'm just gonna address some like the one hit wonders. Right. So we're gonna go. We're starting with albums. Mm-hmm. So albums, "Automatic for the People" by REM, okay. which had songs like "Everybody Hurts" and "Man on the Moon," "Dirty" from Sonic Youth. Angel Dust from Faith No More, mm. which had Midlife Crisis, Midlife Crisis and Kindergarten. kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adrenalize from Def Leppard. Hey. Which had Let's Get Rocked on uh, there. Adrenalize, that's got some good stuff on there. What else is on there? Uh, let's see. So keep going. Too late. Um, I, list, I have listened to that album all yeah. the time. Uh, Make Love Like a Man, 
uh, is on there. Okay, I don't care. Um, so I'll look it up. Check Your Head from the Beastie Boys, which had So What You Want on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bricks Are Heavy from L7. The Chronic from Dr. Dre. Yeah. Classic albums. Got nothing but a G thing on there. G Thang, excuse me. Excuse yes. my whiteness. <laughs> um, nothing but G Thang. It's also got the song D's Nuts on there. Yeah. So, uh, so go check that out, Mom. I know you're listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Wish from The Cure, which has Friday I'm in Love on there. Um, I can't. I still have to remind myself that that wasn't released in the 80s. When I saw that, I was like, that's got to be a typo. Because that mm-hmm. song's from like the 80s. But no, mm-hmm. it's from 1992. Yeah. Friday, I'm in love. Today's Friday. Uh, it is. Um, it, a journalist says, heaven is. Make love like a man. Stand up, kick love in emotion. I oh, want to yeah. touch you. Yeah. Have you ever needed someone so bad? Have you ever needed someone so bad? Um, the Southern Harmony and Musical Companion by the Black Crows. Nice. Little Earthquakes from Tori Amos. Mm, hey, Cornflake Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it when I wrote it, I thought, it, oh, she has a song called Cornflake Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so three years, five months, and two days in the life of arrest, in the life by Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Um, Unplugged, Eric Clapton's Unplugged nice. album, which introduced us to Tears in Heaven. Yeah, and which also, is possibly the saddest song of all time. One of, of course. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, the acoustic version of Layla. Oh, there. yeah. It's a different arrangement. Yeah. Uh, shifting gears into a similar uh, musical genre, Vulgar Display of Power yeah. from Pantera, which gave us Walk. <laughs> um, the Predator, Ice Cube, which gave us It Was a Good Day. Mm. Um, That's not the only thing on Vulgar Display of Power. No, I know. I, these aren't the only... Like, Vulgar Display of Power, right. I could name, like, three Top or four bottom, songs that yeah. I like. Right. But Walk is, like, the most notable song right. that came off of there. Um so, Love Symbol album from Prince. Prince, yeah. Um, Countdown to Extinction from Megadeth. Mm-hmm. So it's Symphony of Destruction, Sweating Bullets, um, Rage Against the Machine, Rage Against the Machine, yep, so Killing album. in the Name, Know Your Enemy, Bomb Track. Mm-hmm. So, Testify. that is a phenomenal album. I absolutely, to this day, love that album. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's like one of the perfect, like, okay, I need to get myself hyped. What am I going to listen to? Exactly. I'm going to bust in some rage and just kill it exactly oh, yeah. track. take the power back is such a great like baseline yeah. on it take uh, the power back i think i said testify that's yeah i think that's evil empire yeah but that's rage against the machine is like i if you don't like rage against the machine you just don't like music so you must you must like the man yeah exactly and i mean it, and it kind of <laughs> it kind of made a waves because it has that classic image of that monk emulating himself on yeah. the cover yep um, it's funny, uh, recent, speaking of Rage Against the Machine, recently someone challenged Tom Morello on Twitter. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, you, stop bringing politics into music. Like, what do you know about politics? You're just a musician. And Tom Morello has a political science degree from Harvard. Right. And and It's pretty smart. He was like, yeah, but what do I know? And then I think he had another tweet where he's like, what machine do you think we were raising against? Or no, someone was like, what machine do you think they were raising against? The washing machine? <laughs> like... Like so, just the the lack of cultural awareness. Mm-hmm. One of my personal favorite albums, Dirt from Allison oh, Chains. Yes, Wood mm-hmm. Rooster, Them Bones. Mm-hmm. Oh man, just that is a that is a, you. Yeah. Your every song in there is about drugs. Yeah, exactly. Very very downcast. Yeah. Um, what uh was a Human Touch from Bruce Springsteen? Ah. Oh oh. Speaking of Allison Chain. Um. Never mind. Um. It it's not it's not no pertinent. no 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 you, you have to say it now okay yep. well 
Um, so Chris and Steven, we have a friend named Mike Percelli. Yes. Um, who used to work at uh, Purple Chelly. I love Purple Chelly. Uh, he used, I used to sit next to him at Rico. And uh, when I was like, when we first, we started the same day. So mm-hmm. like, as I was getting to know him, when we started on the floor, Steven mentioned that the, the song, the album's very melancholy mm-hmm. and House and Chains is kind of melancholy. And uh, I was like, so Mike, do you like House and Chains? He's like, no, because when I listen to music, I don't feel like killing myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, <laughs> oh, all right, fair enough. And I almost I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't want to paint suicide in a in a in a humorous light. But I just thought it was a funny story that was pertinent. And he followed it up with, no, it's it's just not my thing. But yeah. I always when I think of Alice in Chains, I think of that story. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Core from Stone Temple Pilots. That's that top to so bottom. Creep, that one's really plush, good. Plush sex type thing. Like, that that whole album. Like I actually listened to top to bottom for the first time mm-hmm. like a couple months ago, and I was like, "This is great!" Like prime '90s yeah. alternative, like into the grunge. Yeah, Plush alone like mm-hmm. is just a it's a great song. Plus, it's, sex type thing. Gran Turismo too. Exactly. Chris, did you put a lot of hours in a Gran Turismo 2? Uh, I put even more hours in Gran Turismo 1, unfortunately. Oh, gotcha. But 2 was good, but yeah. one, uh, 1 was just kind of my jam. Fair enough. Uh, Diva from Annie Lennox, which had Walking on Broken Glass dun, on it. Dun, 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 exactly. Dun, such a uh, great melody. The single soundtrack. Yep. Um, our gra- our grandma's personal favorite album, uh, Le- La Sexorcisto, Devil Music, Volume 1, by White Zombie. Ah, yes. Which had Thunder Kisses 65, which they play at their church. I think um, uh, I, I think all of that is a lie. A couple years ago, I was watching the video to Thunder Kiss 65, and for some reason, I just started cracking up. <laughs> it's, it's kind of silly. Yeah. Um, I like Rob Zombie, but like, yeah. um, that was weird. Some gave all Billy Ray Cyrus, which uh, had the monster hit "Achy Breaky Heart" yep. on there. Um, he's How does got, that go? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard it. "Achy Breaky Heart." <laughs> I think no, I'm kidding. He's kidding. <laughs> he's kidding. I'm more mad that you were kidding about "Achy Breaky Heart." Um, I, uh, he's got a cute butt in that music video. Billy Ray Cyrus, for a number of years, would open with it, play it in a medley in the middle of, of the set, and then close with it. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, I'm not very good. Uh, <laughs> this is all I have. Yeah. This is all you came to hear. Yeah. So Some gave all. So Don't Tear My Heart, Mikey Breaky Heart came out. Uh, the Chase. Yeah. Garth Brooks. Mm. Uh, Winona from Winona Judd. Ah, yes. Um, I feel... When you have an, uh, yeah, Ashley Judd is your sister, so it's like, sorry. Yeah, kind of up the creek without a paddle. Yeah, a lot about living (laughs) from Alan Jackson. It's Your Call for Reba McIntyre, which that album cover was a poster that one of our sisters had on her wall for Mm -hmm. the longest time. Yep. So when I saw the album cover, I was like, oh, I'm very familiar with that image. I see it in my head. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Chipmunks and Low Places from Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> That's why that was in the YouTube history. Yeah, exactly. It. I listened to some of it, and it's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> I was like, like, I actually listened to Achy Break, the version of Achy Breaky Heart on that album, yeah. and uh, it's very uncomfortable. It made me very uncomfortable <laughs> uh, because, A, those chipmunk voices, there's something unsettling about those chipmunk voices, 
And like the female chipmunk was like, oh, please play Aiky Breaky Heart. I'm going to close my eyes and pretend you're <laughs> How do you know it was a female? They all sound the same. Well, no, this one was a female because of the pitch. I'm the female. <laughs> the pitch was, everyone listening, I'm the female. This no, the females f- in Alvin and Chipmunk sound they, different. Right, yeah, the, they're, yeah, a little yeah. different timbre in the yeah, voice. But she was like, oh, please play Aiky Breaky Heart. He's like, okay, so-and-so, get off your knees. And I was like, oh. Oh, I yeah. didn't say that. Oh. Yeah, yes, he did. Well, she, she was begging. Like, she, so he's the, <laughs> so she's That's like. That's not how I interpret it. Yeah, it. Well, exactly, but 92 is a different time. There were riots. Hey, he was listening on. to the chronic by dr dre yeah exactly and so like in the track she he, she's like i'm gonna close my eyes and pretend you're billy ray cyrus and billy ray cyrus is like hey everyone what's going on that's what? what he said that's how he entered the scene he's like what's going on everybody <laughs> whoa so the way you delivered that it sounded like ed grimley i'm gonna pretend you're billy ray cyrus <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> so she's like is that really billy ray or something like that. This, you've talked enough about this. It's embarrassing. Anyway, uh, Regular Joe by Joe Diffie. I only wrote that down because he, he had a recently mullet. recently passed away, too. Oh, yeah, I guess that, too. I mainly wrote it down because he had a cup of coffee, a cup of Joe, and he had a nice mustache and a mullet. Nice. So, and yes, I guess he passed away recently. Yep. A read Between the Lines from Aaron Tippin. I only wrote that down because he looked like Ravishing Rick Rude. Yes. Um, Hold My Own from George Strait. Um, and then uh, Shifting Gears, Daily Operation by Gangstar. Uh, <laughs> right. Shorty the Pimp. That sure is. Yeah, Shorty the Pimp, Too Short. Um, I think I think George Strait had a collaboration on that album. Yeah, um, it was in Pure Country. Yeah, exactly. Uh, can, our, can I Borrow a Dollar by Common? Hey, he's been really? around that long. Ah. Yeah, he does. He doesn't look like he's in his fifties. Nope. But um, House of Pain, House of Pain, which obviously had Jump Around mm-hmm. on it, um, which is played at like stadiums and all yep. over the place. Uh, what the album from Red Man, the Bodyguard soundtrack, oh, of course. Erotica by McDonald. <laughs> I mean Madonna. Oh, okay. <laughs> Erotica from McDonald's. <laughs> Something's not right here. <laughs> Grab uh, my nuggets. <laughs> um, oh, we have a little guest appearance here. <laughs> hey, sorry, guys. No, no that's, that's okay. okay. That's my fault. Well, no, we've got another contribution here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, um, I was just, I was talking about the album Erotica by Madonna and I accidentally called her McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Erotica released erotica released through mcdonald's restaurants <laughs> hamburglar wants you to grab his mcnuggets yes uh, uh, a will arouse me yeah. um uh, yes that really does feel like a big mac in my hand <laughs> exactly uh your nuggets on my face make me grimace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thick, hearty chocolate milkshake. <laughs> These are all song names, by the way. <laughs> McRib. <laughs> you, can, you can come up with whatever you want about it. It's just called McRib. Exactly. Uh, Chris, you have a story about your mom buying you the Erotica album from Madonna, right? 
Uh, no, but she did buy me the Happy Meal that it came with. <laughs> of course. A dildo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We didn't go out much, but damn it, we both wanted that, uh, that album. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, I got, <laughs> I got the McNuggets. What can I say? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you got to make sure if you pay that much for something, everybody in the family can use it. <laughs> exactly. Got very particular about your Happy Meal toy. A Nintendo and the Erotica Happy Meal. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Funky Divas from En Vogue, which had My Lovin', uh, Never yes. Gonna Get It, and Free Your Mind. Those are great Two songs. Hot, hot songs. I love it. I love En Vogue. Uh, hot women. But <laughs> <laughs> I just love beautiful women. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bobby from Bobby Brown, which mm. had the famous uh, hymn played in all churches, Humping Around. I love that song. Um, sung sung in churches across the America. <laughs> the America. America. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the America. Um, anyway, uh, New Miserable Experience from the Gem Blossoms. Oh, that's a great which album. Which had Hey Jealousy, Until I Fall Away, Found Out About You, and Allison Road. Those so are their greatest hits. Prime 90s. And I think it also had Idiot Summer on there. No, yeah. Indian, that was a B-side, I think. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Uh, Till I Hear It From You wasn't on there, though. Right, that was on so, the Empire Records yeah. soundtrack. I think it was on their follow-up album, too. Yeah. Anyway. Ooh, on the TLC tip, the debut of TLC. Yeah. So which had A Too Proud to Bag, Shock the Monkey, Baby, Baby, Baby. Shock the Monkey. Yeah. What About Your Friends? Yep. Like, um, No Doubt's first album yeah. came out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Off the Deep End, Weird Al, which had Smells Like Nirvana mm-hmm. on there. Classic, Classic music video. Oh, my gosh. The, I just, I miss MTV. Yep. Like, I want my MTV. Mm-hmm. We, um... Chris, we had a, an entire DVD of Weird Al music videos when we were kids, and uh, oh, so that have, sounds amazing, ha- right there. Have a very <laughs> deep connection to uh-huh. uh, Weird Al. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, what's the four one one from Mary J. Blige, mm-hmm. which had Real Love on it, and Forty Ounces of Freedom, Sublime. So, nice. Um, I know a lot of such a good album, right there. I actually never, well, aside from Santeria. And maybe another uh, song. I never really listened to too much Sublime. So um, I'm glad we have someone on here who's educated on Sublime. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just some runoff, some of the songs that came out. Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover. Uh, Damn, Sophie B. Hawkins. Wish I Was Your Lover. There it is. It's a very... You is know, Sophie about... B. Hawkins in the room? Did she yeah. pop in for a, for a spell? She's here. Sophie B. Hawkins yeah. is here. You want to talk about an erotica music video? Not really, but she's writhing around naked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she's covered by a blanket. Sort of. Uh, Rhythm is a Dancer by Snap. And that's, a, that's a fun song. Yeah. Jump by Criss Cross. Nice. Little fad of wearing your... Chris... Well, first off, Chris Cross, Chris Haney, mm-hmm. Chris Cross, of course. Um, did you wear? True story. Did you wear your clothes backwards like Chris Cross did? No, I did not wear any of my clothes backwards. However, I did have that classic uh, Bugs Bunny and Taz yeah. wearing their clothes backwards, oh, and the back of the shirt had the back of them. So um, I did not wear my pants backwards. However. I did have that shirt. Uh, that shirt, that's, classic nineties. Uh, that shirt is classic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm too sexy by Right Said Fred. Classic song. Yeah. Um, connected stereo MCs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rump Shaker from Rex and Effect. Yeah. Uh, Viva Las Vegas, mm. the cover by ZZ Top. I love that cover. Yeah. So Chris, you when um, you mentioned it earlier, uh, something we haven't tackled in the music section is bands that formed in the year mm-hmm. 1992. Do you have a few of those uh, for us? 
Yes. Now, I will say that I did get most of my information from the good old um, Wikipedia. Same. So if they're wrong to these bands, I apologize in advance. Um, but some of the bands, um, you'll definitely understand where my head was at musically sure. <laughs> in this time frame. Uh, Blink-182 formed in 1992. Nice. That's... Uh, you know, several great albums right there. Yep. Uh, band called Bush. I don't know Bush, if you've yeah, ever heard of them. Yeah, I love Bush. Oh, yeah. Or I don't love them, but yeah. I, I know who they are. Yeah, I've heard 16 of them. 16 Stone, Razor Blade Suitcase. Great songs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Everclear. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Not mm-hmm. the drink. Right. right. I think I have a bottle of Everclear from 1992. It's it's absolutely. Really? It's oh, a birthday whatever. present from that year? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, Our Lady I, I got Peace. it from my father of mine. Yeah, there you yep, go. There you go. <laughs> oh, no. Beautiful. Uh, dad jokes. Uh, yeah, Puddle of Mud. Yeah. Puddle, Puddle of wow, Mud. Really? Jeez, a lot of like yeah. staples of the late 90s, early 2000s. It just goes to show that, you know, success, these guys are chugging away at it yeah, until like it takes the a while. mid to late 90s come yeah. along. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, keeping that train going, real big fish. Oh, oh yeah! Fan of ska music. I I I like the Urge. I like the Mighty Mighty Boston's. I like a few mm-hmm. ska bands, but I know who Real Big Fish is. Mm-hmm. So interesting. A lot of a lot of bands someone has heard of. Mm-hmm. Like, and not a lot of like, oh, like Shit Face Sandwich formed in 1992. <laughs> Remember those guys? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. You mean Grammy nominated shit face sailors? Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry. Respect. I should have I should have uh that's the I should have uh prefaced it yeah. <laughs> before Grammy nominated sure. shit face sandwich. So that was the music. Uh, yes, Chris. No, I ha- I have a little bit more for mm-hmm. the music Please, uh, yeah. a question for you guys. Didn't uh the the whole Nevermind album come out in 92 with Smells Like Teen Spirit or was it just the single that hit big in 92 it was so the album itself was 91, 91. and Cesticide came out in 92 which was all b b sides yeah. yeah but i can imagine okay. smells like teen spirit was still on oh, the charts monster. is on yeah. the charts through 1992 yeah yeah that okay that was yeah that that was like it still had explode i wouldn't be surprised if it gained a ton a ton of traction mm-hmm. in 92 yeah just depending on when it was released in 91 but it that was yeah that was 91 mm-hmm. which is probably why they sure. were side that's probably why they released incesticide with a bunch of b-sides mm-hmm. just with the success of smells like teen spirit right but i don't know that for sure mm-hmm. but smells like teen spirit is a classic album like mm-hmm. the whole album and you it will never be, mind or never mind never mind, never mind. yes yeah. yes never mind is a classic album and that'll be in our 1991 episode mm-hmm Nice. Uh, along with Ninja Turtles' Secret of the Use. Mm. Yes, um, of course. <laughs> of course, the ninja the, rap. Come on. <laughs> um, the very first retirement tour of Ozzy Osbourne was done in 1992. Nice. Okay. So that was um, uh, four or five retirement tours. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say that probably and, started and a, still... a string of nine retirement tours. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and also, the file compression format for MP3s was created. Really? In wow. wow. Okay. So, uh, 1992, uh, Apple and iTunes can thank 1992 for all the music that we just talked about, yeah. the compression software, uh, and all the bands that started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, 92. That's yes. awesome. Thank we need you, to start. 1992. I, it, it took us until this episode. And we wouldn't have thought about it without our, our buddy Chris here 
that to recognize bands that were formed then mm-hmm. yeah. like so beautiful you're already adding so much to this podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i do what i do and, and your I camera just, just over fell over yeah <laughs> uh but speaking of adding adding things chris is going to be adding much more here ah, because yes. you better get used to chris's voice because this is his wheelhouse yes so we are now in the video games portion video games now uh, I don't know how to tackle this because I don't want to just, I want Chris to have the floor yeah. with all the, you have, you have the list, correct? I do have a list. Now I don't have like every single sure. game that came out. Like you guys did with the music and the movies. That's right. All right. I just have some that um, are easily talked about. You can have a conversation about. Um, and then there is one other piece that I want to bring up, but I'll wait till after the games. Awesome. So, um, we are going to hand the floor over to Chris because this is this is where he shines. So, mm-hmm. Chris, you have the floor. Excellent. Thank you. Um, so, one of the first games that popped up, uh, we talked about it in the arcade episode with Fred Ford, but X-Men for the arcade yeah. came out in 1992. Nice yeah. classic. Oh, man. Um, the Simpsons, Bart's Nightmare came out on Sega Genesis yep. and Super Nintendo. Yep. The the uh, previously mentioned Street Fighter Two Turbo came out. There it is. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog Two. Classic. I know. Yeah, that's that's simply one of the best ever. Um, I know our friend that we're not going to be talking about anymore this episode, Jeremy Wheat. <laughs> Sorry. Um, he has been <laughs> he has been playing that game as of late, especially with his kids. Uh, my kids are playing it. I know my little guy is absolutely enjoying it. Um, so. You know, really an amazing game. One of those games that that every person who sides with the Genesis over the whole Genesis Super yeah. Nintendo fight, they're like, "Oh yeah, but Nintendo can't run Sonic 2. Well, you're right. It yeah, can. our <laughs> uh, our older brother. I I distinctly remember. I never played Sonic 2, but I watched him play it for the mm-hmm. Sega, and I still hear the music in my head mm-hmm. for that game mm-hmm. or whenever i hear it on youtube i'm like oh yeah i remember exactly probably what stage he was on when he made this. sonic 2 is like if you were to ask someone to give you a list of top 10 sega games i would imagine sonic 2 is on that list if not very high on that list mm-hmm. it absolutely should be it should be yeah it, yep uh streets of rage 2 of course if you're a fan of the walk around and beat 'em up style, that that was very fun. And it was also very '90s, even in the arcades yeah. and 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 at home. It definitely fit the the time period. Super Mario Kart, one mm-hmm. of my personal Ooh. favorites. Yep. Yeah, on the Nintendo. Um, Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. I have mm-hmm. played that. Jeremy's wife Jess, who has been on the show, has her old Super Nintendo, and we've played that several times mm-hmm. over at their place. Yeah, so it's a fun one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've talked about this plenty of times. Also, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Uh, love love it. Game changer. That could have its own episode, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd love it, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple with the arcade episodes uh, or the episode that we did with Fred, uh, we did talk a little bit about pinball. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, a couple in particular, the Getaway High Speed 2. Um, the reason why I brought that up is a it's rated as one of the most popular games of the era, um, but I don't know if the high score still exists. But I did get the high score at a KOA campground back in the nineties. Not a big deal. Nice. Uh, <laughs> another one of uh, another one of the most highly popular pinball machines is going to be Fishtails. Yeah, I don't know if either one of you gentlemen played it. No, I, I have not that one. 
Nope. Okay. And then uh, I we said a lot of good things about the Adams Family pinball machine. Yeah. I did not realize until doing the research for this episode that the Adams Family is the best-selling pinball machine of all time. Not, yeah, I, I think know. I did read that I think, somewhere. I think yeah. I remember Jeremy. Sorry, there's that name again. I think I remember because we were talking about <laughs> pinball machines with Jeremy, and he brought up how that was the number one set. And I was like, yeah. no, it's not. He's like, it is. And I was like, why? And yeah. he's like, and he's like, I don't know. Why isn't the Playboy pin mach- pinball <laughs> machine one? Yeah. yeah. That's one of the most expensive. The Playboy yeah, one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the erotic yeah. McDonald's one? <laughs> yeah. Well, that goes without saying. Come on, man. Yeah, of course. Come Sorry. on. So why'd you say it? I don't. I don't know. Because <laughs> it's your podcast. Damn it! You can't. Oh yeah, say that's it. true. Yeah. Don't don't at yeah. me. Yeah. So that was really, um, you know, I'm sure there was a lot more other games that came out right. in that time frame. Those are some of the ones that kind of um, highlighted really what I was playing back then sure. uh, when they first came out. Um, those were, you know, just some of the fun ones, the most nostalgic uh, of the time frame. Um, 1992 also released the um, the first hockey game that was created with the NHLPA. Yeah. Uh, with, like, the real players' names yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, the only hockey game where you can fight and make Wayne Gretzky bleed on the ice. Oh, yeah. Nice. I've seen footage. It's, I'm like, this is primitive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to knock him out. Come on. He had no. Marty McSorley protecting yeah, yeah. him. All exactly. Years, so. Please. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, 92 or at least in that time frame was really when, um, and I wanted to get your, your gentleman opinion on this, um, Super Nintendo versus Genesis. It, it's always highly contested. Yeah. Um, there's always arguments that are started and fought and just everyone tears apart at each other. Yeah. What's your thoughts? I, th- for me personally, we, I remember the Genesis more than I do mm-hmm. Nintendo. Yeah. And because of that, I remember the games for Genesis better. Mm-hmm. So it may be, my opinion isn't necessarily based on quality. It's more so personal experience. Right. I prefer the, sure. the Sega over the Nintendo just based on the games I played on Sega. I just played and, Sega more. Yeah, and like like, you know, X Men two, Clone Wars. Yeah, and, like uh you know, Sonic the Hedgehog two, played the Batman Forever game. I said the the uh the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game on Sega. Mm-hmm. We played that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like so it's like I mean, I would just I just lean towards Sega yeah. more so that's what I'm more that's what I played more. NHL yeah. 96, NHL 97, like mm-hmm. just getting smashed by our older brother in that game. Like I just, I don't know. Sega to me is, was my, was my introduction to video games mm-hmm. as it were. And so from there it get, got my interest in PlayStation mm-hmm. and then PS2. And then now with like the PS5 coming out, I kind of owe that to Sega yeah. personally. Yeah. Same. I was, I would echo that. That's just yeah. kind of what bef- it was our precursor to the, our PlayStation, which that's when we really dove into playing video games. Yeah. But Sega was always fun to kind of play yeah. whatever we had for. So it. all you video game fans out there that take what take what we say with a grain of salt. What well, what's your what? How what do you when you weigh in on that, Chris? Like, what are your thoughts? So there were several games that I preferred on the Genesis. If they were coming out on both Super Nintendo and Genesis, a lot of them I did prefer on the Genesis. A either 
um, the controls were better or the sound was better yeah. or the graphics were a yeah. little bit gorier thanks Mortal Kombat. Thank yeah. you. Um, Kombat. But I, th- um, you know, everyone really leans towards the system that they owned. I didn't know too many people who had both the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. Um, I own the Super Nintendo, so of course I'm going to go with that. Right. Uh, I've spent countless, countless nights staying up all night playing, you know, playing the Super Nintendo, and I didn't have that um, um, that connection with the Genesis. Not saying that I don't enjoy right. it, right? But you know, I, I had the the emotional attachment to the Super Nintendo. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, if I may piggyback off of uh, your video games there, Chris, I'll just add a few in there, if that is all right. Please. Uh, Mega, Man, Please. Mega Man 4 came mm-hmm. out. Um, Ultima Underworld, the Stygian Abyss, which was, I only put that because it's first uh, ever real-time 3D first-person role-playing game. Whoa. Um, Kirby's Dreamland for Game wow. Boy. Which the is introduction first- of Kirby. Yeah, it's the first mm-hmm. in the Kirby series. Yeah. Uh, Wolfenstein 3D. Mm. Is on there. Um, the controversial Night Trap for Sega CD. Why was it which, controversial? Well, it was uh, it was centered around these. You've seen like these like sorority girls or oh, like yeah, a sleepover. Oh yeah, the cutscenes were really kind of yeah, like it's it's like a virtual game, but then it's like it's like a video game mixed with like real like actors. Like yeah. Dana Plato's in it. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of like a it's kind of it's like McDonald's. It's kind of erotic, right? Yeah. Well, it's it just it just shows like there are some risque images, but yeah. a lot of people portrayed it. They thought it was portraying violence against women. Oh, stuff gotcha. Like that. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, night trap for the for the very successful the Sega, Sega CD. CD. Yeah. Um, um, I was gonna say classic Sega CD. Like if if any game system were to highlight FMV or full motion video, it's that Sega CD. Yeah, mm-hmm. Of course, I I gotta give them props to like you know be doing something innovative. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, Super Mario Land Two, six golden coins for Game Boy, first appearance of Wario, um, Alone in the Dark, which kind of led the way for horror games, mm-hmm. uh, Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, make my video. <laughs> that sounds like a Barbie game. Make my video. <laughs> That's what it, yeah. Make my video. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, Bucky O'Hare, Final Fantasy V, uh, World of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. Uh, of course. Landstalker, Dragon Quest V. Uh, I thought you were going to say Mickey Rooney and Donald Duck. <laughs> yes. Lunar, the Silver <laughs> Star. Uh, the Super Nintendo version of TMNT Turtles in Time uh-huh. and uh, Legend of Zelda a Link to the Past in North America. Ah, so that came out in North America in 1992. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the, Chris, what's the, with the Zelda games, where does Link to the Past fall in like classic Zelda games? Um, Very, very high. I would say it was the... You know, if you're talking about classic Zelda, mm-hmm. you're talking of the Nintendo 64 games and then the Super Nintendo games. Yeah. Um, it, that was kind of a turning point as far as, you know, they made it, they made the decision with the first two Zelda games on the Nintendo, one of which was more of a side scroller game. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is the classic Zelda that we know and love. Um, and they chose that route to move forward. Um, and it's honestly, it's been history ever since. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Nice. Well, so was that all you had for yep, video that's games? that's everything. All right, cool. So uh, I'm, we're going to trail into sports right now. Yeah. Got some little sports nuggets for you. Yeah. So what we all came to see, what we all came for. Uh, so some football news, uh, football events. Uh, Steve Etman, 
was the number one draft pick drafted by the Colts. I only have that down there because he's most well known for his line in Little Giants where he says football is 80% mental, 40% physical. physical. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's all he's known for to me mm-hmm. is his role in Little Giants. <laughs> um, in uh, January, January 26, 1992, the Redskins beat the Bills in the Super Bowl 26. Mm-hmm. So the Redskins... From the 91 season, the Super Bowl took place in 92. Yeah. For the 92 season, the Cowboys beat the Bills in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, football, the way football playoffs are laid out, it's kind of wonky like yeah. that. Uh, but Steve Young wins the NFL MVP. So, a little BYU Mormon lefty. Um, so, now going to baseball. Blue Jays beat the Braves in six mm-hmm. in the World Series. First ever time a World Series game was played in Canada. Mm-hmm. First ever non-American team to win a World Series. Um, basketball, 92 Dream Team. Yep. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan. I don't need to go any David further. Robinson, Charles David Barkley, Robinson, Charles Barkley, Scottie, Scottie Pippen, Pippen, Christian Leitner. Christian Leitner, Chris Mullins. Chris Mullins, yeah. Um, and then uh, Bulls beat the Trailblazers in six. Mm-hmm. So kind of like in the last dance. I thought of the in the last dance when uh, – Michael Jordan was talking about how they were comparing Clyde Drexler to Michael Jordan mm-hmm. going into that series. Michael Jordan's like, Clyde's a good player, but he's not me. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, poor Clyde. Yeah. Clyde, Clyde, the glide your way out of there. Yeah. Um, uh, boxing, Riddick Bowe beat Evander Holyfield mm-hmm. to win the undisputed heavyweight title. And Pro Darts Corporation was formed. Oh, so I that's was wondering ex- that's when that exciting. came along. Yeah, exactly. Whew. Um, and I only have golf written down because the senior money leader was Lee Trevino, who in Happy Gilmore, he's the golfer that says Grizzly Adams, Adams did have a beard. So that's him. Yeah. So thank you for your contributions to sports. Um, the sport that the three of us connect the most on, hockey. Mm-hmm. Darts? Dart. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry. Darts. No, actually, sorry. That's later. <laughs> that's later for the sixth amateur radio direction finding championship. Uh, so, pardon? <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Hold on. We got to get through boring old hockey first. Okay, sorry. Um, and so, in hockey, uh, the NHL, the first work stoppage of the NHL, yeah. um, players went on strike, but it only lasted 10 days. Mm-hmm. So, but that was kind of the start. Was that, uh, when did Gary Bettman became the commissioner in 94? Around that time, I think. Around that Because t- I know there's been like four work stoppages yeah. since Bettman's been the commissioner. Which is why he's always booed yep. um, at the Stanley Cup ceremony. And the fucking loser inducted himself into the Hall of Fame and he's yeah. not even Isn't retired. That a conflict of interest? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We're not talking about Gary Bettman. Yeah. We're talking about Super Mario, Mario Lemieux. Oh, yes. Because he won the Art Ross Trophy mm-hmm. and the Conn Smythe Trophy that year. Oof. And my pick for the greatest captain of all time, Mark Messier, won the Hart Trophy. If if you had to ask me, Chris, like who the greatest captain of all time was, I know there's Wayne Gretzky, there's Mario Lemieux, there's all the guys that came before them. I personally, uh, what exemplifies a captain and a true leader, I think Mark Messier's the greatest ever. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I will just based on his his merit, his resume, everything that he's about, um, the pride that he takes on the logo on the front, not the name on the back. Yep. Uh, absolutely. Mark Messier is a, a, a captain among men. Exactly. Especially 
there's there's this cool documentary on um, YouTube. It's like two hours long, mm-hmm. something like that, and it's about the 1994 Rangers mm-hmm. and their quest for the cup, which is it's eerily it eerily mirrors the Blues' quest mm-hmm. for the cup. Like just like you have the fans talking about it, and they're like, "Oh, we have so many years of misery and frustration. Are we ever gonna do it?" And like the the intense playoff matchups that yeah. they had mirror the ones that like the Blues had. Like so, it if you if you can find it, like I don't remember what it's called, but it has it's a 1994 New York Rangers documentary, and that sealed my case for Mark Messier mm-hmm. being the greatest captain of all time. Yeah. So a little tidbit there. Um, speaking of the Stanley Cup, the Penguins swept the uh, Blackhawks. Black Black yeah, in the and uh, I was I was trying to find a way to disparage them because we on the Radcast hate the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just remember in that series, Dominic Eddie Belfour was pulled and Dominic Hasek mm-hmm. was put in in his place, and they still lost because Dominic Hasek was a no one at that point. Um, Man in Rayom. Mm. became the first ever woman to play in the NHL during a preseason game. She played for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Chris, do you know what team the Tampa Bay Lightning played against in that preseason game? Uh, something I want to say it was the hard for Whalers, but I'm probably wrong on that. It was the St. Louis Blues. So she... Wow. She had... I suck. She Sorry. had <laughs> set that one up for you, too. Speaking of setting it up... We, I know. You had Nelson Emerson setting up Brett Hall, dishing to Brendan Shanahan, putting the puck right past Man and Ram. Mm-hmm. So a little little Blues time capsule roster. There you go. I don't even, I don't even know if they're on the same line together. Probably not. I just wanted it's to... It's th- the preseason. I just wanted to throw a bone to Nelson Emerson. Um, so... Um, sixth amateur radio direction finding championship. Yeah. Okay. What is? So that? here's what this is. Okay. It was a time. You have to go into detail. <laughs> <laughs> it was a timed race, and competitors, quote, quote air quotes, in, in, air yes. quotes, yes. competitors, uh, use a t- use a topographic map, a magnetic compass. And a radio direction finding apparatus <laughs> doesn't even have a name <laughs> to to navigate through di- to through diverse wooded terrain while searching for radio transmitters. <laughs> is it, this is this country, right? Uh, it took place, I think, in Turkey. Oh, okay, that, some, that makes yeah. a little more sense. So, but, but I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I would be surprised if we had American uh, competitors that competed there. But I was like, Jesus, they'll make us. <laughs> Sports out of anything. Quote-unquote sport. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of a quote-unquote sport, um, on the sports section, we make a little caveat. And since we're big wrestling fans, we like to have kind of wrestling, you know, pro wrestling mm-hmm. uh, events that yeah. happened in 1992. There wasn't a lot like in 1993 in the years after it because mm-hmm. WWF in the early 90s was not nearly, with the steroid trials, was not nearly as hot as it was mm-hmm. in the 80s. Hogan's star was kind of starting to dim. waning. Yeah, and, you had yeah. like Bret Hart was coming in, and people really wanted him as the baby face of the company. Anyway, um, Ric Flair won the world title in the 92 Royal mm-hmm. Rumble. That was the first time that had ever been done, mm-hmm. that the Royal Rumble had the championship on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, WrestleMania 8, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage beats Ric Flair for the belt, and then Hogan and Sid Justice main event. Why the belt wasn't main event? Main eventing, you ask? Because Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Triple H makes his wrestling debut in the IWF. So Killer Kowalski's uh, yep. uh, 
company. Uh, company. Yeah. And he debuted as Terra Rising. Yep. So, a little wrestling tidbits there. That was the sports section in 1992. Chris, do you have anything to, to add on to that? Um. Well, you didn't mention Yager's Flow. Uh, of course. And you did not mention that it was... The, you didn't mention that it was the second Stanley Cup uh, back-to-back for the Penguins. Exactly. True. Thank you for... Uh, That's... That's all I had. Thank you for <laughs> you 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 picked up the rebound on that one and you put it in the net. Yeah, Yarmir Yager, who is still playing professionally, mind you, mm-hmm. has the greatest hockey hair of all time. That is not up for debate. Um, Yarmir Yager is a man amongst boys, and he always has been. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Yarmir Yager's flow and Lanny McDonald's mustache. Yeah, Lanny McDonald combo. and Craig McTavish going without a helmet. Yeah. Yes. Oh, lidless. Yep. Lid, oh. Final player in the NHL to go without a helmet. Mm-hmm. Former St. Louis Blue Craig McTavish. Mm-hmm. Blues oh. legend. Blues legend. So let's see. Uh, I have comics. What do we do? We have anything after comics? TV. But okay, I can yeah. I can go through TV. Yeah, we'll go through relatively we'll go, quickly. We, yeah, we'll go through this pretty quick. We're uh, we're recording a little long tonight, keep, which is fine. And the totally audience fine. audience keep in mind that 1992 was the comic book boom. Yeah, like there was a ton a ton of historical things that happened in the comic mm-hmm. world of 1992. Yeah, uh, so one of the biggest was Image Comics enters the marketplace. You have three of the biggest names in Image are three defectors of the two of the big two, which Jim Lee, um, Rob Liefeld, Rob Liefeld, and Todd McFarlane. Yeah, the big deal with that. Sorry, we'll do an episode on Image Comics because yeah. I love Image. Uh, but it was creator owned and operated. Mm-hmm. It literally was artists from DC and Marvel getting together, and making their own company. And it was Eric Larson, Jim Lee, Rob Liefeld, Todd McFarlane. Uh, uh, William Portacio, Mark Silvestri, and Jim Valentino. Sorry, I couldn't read my chicken scratch. Um, but you got Savage Dragon, Wildcats, yeah, Spawn. I'll get there. Yeah. I'll get okay, there. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Um, Batman 475, which introduces Renee Montoya. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 361, first full appearance of Carnage. Ooh, in the holographic. Was that the holographic cover? No. Okay. Uh, Uncanny X-Men 300. Iron Man 282, introduction of James Rhodes' War Machine. Ah, uh, Ama- Amazing yeah. Spider-Man 365, the 30th anniversary edition with the hologram cover. That was cover. the holographic cover, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll save this to last. Uh, the Incredible Hulk 400, Batman Shadow of the Bat 1, Youngblood 1, Spawn number 1, Savage Dragon number 1, Wildcats number 1, Punisher Warzone Volume 1, Spider-Man 2099, The Infinity War, and the biggest event in comic book history, The Death Death of of Superman. Superman. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So pretty much a lot of the Marvel movies kind of got the, the stories they would take for Marvel movies kind of there were like the infinity war was yeah, there. the infinity yeah. saga started yeah james too. rhodes was introduced so like a lot of <clears throat> a lot of huge moments mm-hmm. in comics and the death of superman i mean that's the story that actually got me into superman yeah not because he died you know right. i was like oh i hate superman Finally. oh he's dead gonna get into superman i love superman yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but yes spawn wildcats savage dragon mm-hmm. the comics of our childhood mm-hmm. um so TV, so we're going to kind of go through this relatively quickly, but there was, you know, the TV wasn't as booming as like 93 or 94, mm-hmm. but you still had Barney and Friends. Hey, they grew up watching that. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> Batman the Animated Series. Oh, yep. Uh, greatest 
cartoon, one of the greatest cartoons of all time. Did you watch that, Chris, Batman the Animated Series? Yeah, a little bit. It was on Channel 11 um, after school. It was just one of those one of those shows that I watched kind of around uh, Ninja Turtle time. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, uh, very good TV to be had oh, yeah. if you haven't watched it yet. Fantastic. Um, the Ben Stiller Show. Nice. Uh, very underrated mm-hmm. um, sketch comedy. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. The on cartoon. Fox. Yeah. Yeah, on Fox. Uh, yeah. California Dreams. Ah, yes. Uh, Camp Wilder with a young Jerry O'Connell, Hillary Swank, and Jared Leto. Oh. And TGIF. Um, Deaf Comedy Jam. Nice. Eek the Cat. ESPN National Hockey Night. So that's where that's where like mm. hockey started being played on ESPN. Yeah. Ghost Rider. So oh, they yeah, show on PBS. PBS. Yeah. yeah. Goof Troop. Mm. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Nice. Uh, the Heights. King yes. Arthur and the Knights of Justice. Oh, yeah. How do you talk to yeah. angels? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was that. You had the, the spirits there. Yeah. Uh, King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. Yeah. Mad about you. I'm mad about Christmas and I'm <laughs> mad about you. <laughs> um, Martin. Yeah. Your favorite show, Steven. Ah, pass. I was never a Martin Lawrence fan. Yeah. Uh, Melrose Place. Nick Arcade. Ah, oh, yes. Um, yeah. The this show I knew was when it was time to change the channel. Nick News with Linda Ellerby. Ah, yeah. Um, Nickelodeon Guts. Ah, I love Guts. Um, the Real World, the Whoopi Goldberg Show, which I wrote down two hundred episodes with a question mark and a <laughs> exclamation point, and then X Men: The Animated Series. Yep. That that I can't think of a better way to wrap up nineteen ninety two than when X Men: The Animated Series. Yep. Like. X-Men, the animated series, Batman, the animated series, yeah. Spider-Man. As much as I loved comics growing up, I don't, we only ever read slash owned like a handful yeah. of comics. Right. What got me into heroes were X-Men, Batman, yep. the animated series, Spider-Man, yep. the animated series yep. in 94. Yep. So X-Men, X-Men was huge. And 92 was a huge year. Exactly. Chris, any parting thoughts to 1992? You got to step back in time. You got to inhabit the body of your nine-year-old self. Any parting thoughts for, for 1992? Uh, yeah, uh, I have a lot of comics to read, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, if, uh, yeah. gro- growing up, I, didn't wa- or I did not read a lot of comics. Sure. Uh, I think the only type of comic that I was reading uh, was Calvin and Hobbes. Of course. Yeah. It's classic. Pro- probably circa that time. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I have a lot of backstory, especially with um, all the Marvel stuff being kind of wrapped up with the Infinity Saga. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know growing up, uh, you kind of mentioned Spawn a little bit. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing those like, wow, those, those look a lot more edgy than the comics that yeah. I'm used to seeing. Um, and it was something that I always wanted to pick up, and I just didn't yeah so i never told people that i did like you know for my podcast right but um you know it is <laughs> it is something that i i need to kind of go back in time and uh and kind of not even revisit but visit those sure. classics yeah. yeah i remember our older brother is only two years old or two years younger than you and i remember distinctly him like sneaking spawn comics into our room mm-hmm. and i it was something that i was like we're not supposed to have this but the the art on it mm-hmm. is what immediately pulled me in <laughs> yeah and what are you laughing about the scene of a moment from the show that we reminded andrew it, oh my it's God. it's a whole digging into it we're not yeah. gonna dig into it we're running short yeah but uh it's uh man 
the the whole the rise of image mm-hmm. is are like indelible marks in mm-hmm. my brain in childhood because like savage dragon comics and then our brother had a jim lee x-men poster mm-hmm. so like jim lee's art was you know when he went did image stuff with like wildcats it's like he did wildcats right can't remember. Uh, he did Wildcats because yes, Rob yeah. Liefeld did something else. He did like uh, Young Bloods, yeah, or maybe it's soft. But Jim, anyway, Jim Lee did Wildcats. Which a uh, bit of trivia, Chris. I know you're a big Deadpool fan. Rob Liefeld, who yeah. was one of the founders of Image, is the creator of Deadpool. So nice. But but Rob Liefeld's Deadpool was nowhere near what he is now. Mm-hmm. He actually Rob Liefeld is a huge fan of Deathstroke from the Batman comics. And so he basically made a Deathstroke ripoff. Mm-hmm. It was other creators that made uh, Deadpool the Merc with the mouth. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's a nice little bit of trivia for, for a Deadpool fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was nice. 1992. Yeah. Chris, thank you again thank for you joining so much, us, man. This was so much fun for, sh- for real. Like, Thank you for having me on the show. I, I was... Uh, completely stoked to be on the show, and uh, I can't wait to be on another one. Oh, and of course, you will yeah. be on another yes, one. Yes, for yeah, sure. If we can finally start getting and hanging out and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, that would be great. While we still have you, um, plug your podcast, plug your social media, mm-hmm. um, make sure people know where to find you. Haven't played mm-hmm. what? The I know I I uh, the inflection was wrong on that yeah. one. Well, let's let Chris talk. <laughs> yeah, about it. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so as, as Matt has already pointed out, the podcast is called, you haven't played what? And, uh, essentially it is going over games that as a child, uh, I either said that I played, but never played or games that I should have played, but just never finished. Um, it's a project that's been very near and dear to my heart. Uh, you can find it on all the major social media platforms, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, you name it. It's on there. Um, you can find me on Instagram uh, at you haven't played what? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Haha, that's a lie. Ha, <laughs> find, yeah, yeah, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> um, you can find me on on uh, Instagram and Twitter at uh, at Grump Castle. You can find me finally on Facebook. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. finally able to get this up and going. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash you haven't played what? Um, yeah, definitely come on by. Drop a like, drop a share, uh, do your thing on the social medias, and uh, look forward to chatting and uh, interacting with everyone. Beautiful. And nice. based on what you said just a moment ago, we're going to have to start a spinoff called You Haven't Read What, yeah. where we're talking about key comic book yeah, storylines. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, awesome. Yeah, please go check that out. You haven't, it's literally, it doesn't, his episodes are. 15 16 minutes and there's just they're very well structured mm-hmm. they're a really easy listen mm-hmm. they're fun yep. chris has a has a charisma about him he's just got a welcoming calming presence and voice mm-hmm. so uh it's uh it's it's a fun it's a fun good listen so go check yep. that out um it's uh it's thank great you. no problem yep again chris thank you again for joining us man yeah this was a blast um and like always Be good to yourself, be good to each other, because why would you want to be rude when you could be rad? We'll see you next time. This concludes our broadcast day.